0: Welcome, everyone, to the podcast Unanswered Questions with Pastor Tim Cole. This is a podcast where we talk about tough theological and Christian living questions sent in by people just like you. Our hope is that listening will strengthen your confidence in God's Word, helping you to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. If you have any questions, please send them to questionsforpastortim at gmail.com. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Unanswered Questions with Pastor Tim Cole. Uh, Today we're going to be answering the question, what does it mean now to live in the kingdom of God, and how is this best explained?
1: That's an excellent question. What does it mean now to live in the kingdom of God, and how is this best explained? We're going to do this in two parts, because when we deal with the kingdom, the kingdom of God, which implies some sort of a king, a rule, a reign, we must begin from the beginning of the Bible where the kingdom of God actually commences, even though that might not be readily apparent in your English version of the Bible. But let's say right out front that, first of all, we live in a democracy. We don't have a king. We have a president or if you're in Australia, Great Britain, New Zealand, or Canada, you have a prime minister And while England has a queen and in past generations a king, it was uh, really only a figurehead. Today, the queen rules and reigns, but not in the same way that the word king is used in the first century or in prior centuries. So let's take a journey back, way back to Genesis 1, where uh, God gave the right to rule and to govern to both Adam and Eve. They are both depicted as sort of king and queen of the creation. In fact, the word that God gave them to rule over everything in the creation, uh, everything that God had created, is the same word used of kings in the Old Testament to rule over the nation. To have dominion means to have authority over them. In the same way that Joshua was supposed to take authority over the kings in Canaan when he occupy the Promised Land and to bring them into submission. And so uh, Adam and Eve and Joshua are portrayed in the same way. They were to be given the rule over the creation. And of course most of you know the story in Genesis 3. Part of that creation over which they were to have a rule or a reign in fact overpowered them. They were deceived and fell into transgression. They fell into what we call sin, and so they defaulted. Uh, They were supposed to be vice regents with God, ruling over the creation, and they failed. And they're expelled from the mountain, expelled from God's holy presence, and barred access to the tree of life. When God uh, began to give hopeful signs that this lost kingdom might be maybe reestablished, we find that story being unveiled in the story of Joshua who is commanded also to conquer the inhabitants of the land. Same words used of Adam and Eve as kings and queens over the creation. And we see the same story acted out. Joshua is also deceived by the Gibeonites. And so there is a failure in the life of Joshua and the nations to rule over the inhabitants of the promised land. Wow, two failures in a row. Uh, Do things get better? No, the next book is called The Judges. One of the phrases that continually marks the book of Judges, I'm sure you know this, is in those days there was no king in Israel. (laughs) Every man, every person did that which was right in their own eyes. So we have a problem of, a king who fails to no king. Well, the people ask for a king in 1 Samuel. You all know the story of Saul. But Saul is an abject failure even though he starts out somewhat positive. And Saul's failure is tied to the failure of both Adam and Joshua. Saul does not listen to the voice of the Lord. Saul listens to other voices, the voices of the people. He is under peer pressure And as a result, his kingship, as king over Israel, is wrested away from him and given to God's choice of a king, young shepherd David of the house of Jesse. Now, let's make sure that we don't disconnect the story of David and Adam. The story of David, God's choice of a king, is in line with God's attempt to give mankind, men and women, The rule over the creation. And so he starts off with his own king. And Israel is to become just like the promised land. The king is to rule over the ungodly. And people are to submit to the king who submits to God. That's the trajectory that we would expect to find in the life of King David. And David succeeds for a while. But we know that David was also flawed. David was not the king that ultimately would bring in the kingdom of God, that would reestablish God's rule over the nation of Israel. And if you read the rest of the story of Israel, both in First and Second Samuel and first and Second Kings, and move on into first and Second Chronicles, which is, by the way, the two last books in the Hebrew Bible, the way the chronology of the books are placed there, it is a story of failure. Of the kings and when the kings fail the people fail. There is one element of hope within the stories of these kings who failed and that's the story of the prophets. The prophets are God's messengers. They're God's mouthpieces. It's the prophets who speak the voice of God and they speak to kings and speak to the people and speak to the priests and even speak to the temple and call all of them to account. So both prophetesses, women, and men are God's mouthpieces to those in leadership in the nation. But for the most part, the prophets were rejected. No one likes a prophet. Everyone likes the priests. They don't mess anything up. It's the prophet who comes in and starts messing things up because they don't settle for anything but the truth. They speak God's truth. And generally, people do not have a capacity To listen to the truth about themselves and about life they prefer the status quo and that's the job of the priest so this is a quick overview of kingship in what we call the Hebrew Bible or the Old Testament starting in Genesis where God gave the rule to a man and a woman to rule over the creation and they failed because they failed to listen to the voice of the Lord and the rest of the story of Israel is the story of kings who failed. But there's hope that will move us to stage two or part two of this in the line of David who came from Jesse. All the way through the Old Testament storyline we have the hope of a becoming king who will also serve as a priest and also serve as a prophet. In fact, the entire Psalter, all five sections focuses on that Coming king, coming prophet, and coming priest. In the line of David, from the stump of Jesse, there will be a branch. And that will be Jesus. And that brings us to King Jesus, starting with the first book of the New Testament, which is all about a king. Here ends part one.
0: Thank you for joining us this episode. And remember to send all your questions to questionsforpastortim at gmail.com.